Welcome to the Unabashed Gaming Podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop RPG. This week, I do my last solo episode in hopefully a good while, and talk about introductory scenarios, their purpose, their reception, their flow, and I go in-depth with actual plays of four intro modules that all do it a little bit differently. Enjoy. All right, uh, welcome to Unabashed Gaming, episode 32. My name is David Schimpf, and uh, tonight will uh, happily be the last solo uh, episode of Unabashed Gaming you'll be hearing for a while. I recently got my internet back up, so I'll be able to Skype in again with Susan and occasionally have David Larkinson on the conversations. So since uh, tonight's sort of a uh, another solo night, I thought I'd supplement myself with a few uh, actual play recordings, four to be precise, and um, talk about a subject a little bit more in-depth than I've uh, done before, though I've mentioned them in uh, prior podcasts themselves, is the concept of the, uh, well, either the quick start or the introductory scenario um, that is usually provided with most RPG systems. Uh, specifically, this week I'll be talking about Call of Cthulhu's, Iron Kingdom RPGs, Pendragons, and the New World of Darkness. Um, so, uh, as most of you who uh, play RPGs know, they um, when you're given a core book, or occasionally when a publisher releases a quick start rules online, they tend to give out a you know brief three or so hour introductory scenario that is uh, basically there to get you into the system, get you into the setting, get you into the game mechanics. Um, and I've complained in the past that these... Uh, don't exactly offer the most variety in terms of role-playing, um, and obviously that's a pretty valid argument for you know people who actually want to role-play more games than they, uh, than they just want to R-O-L-L play. However, I mean, at the same time, if you're getting into a new system, you kind of want to inundate your players with as much of the game mechanics as possible, and that's kind of where these, uh, where these games sort of shine, where, um, you know, sort of tunneling them or funneling them towards the, uh, towards the actual dice rolls uh, tends to familiarize them with the system more, uh, you know, introduce more of the variety of game mechanics, and uh, really kind of get them comfortable in the skin of the rules so that they can, you know, not have to worry about thumbing through a book every five minutes in order to supplement their actual role-playing. So, um, like I said, Call of Cthulhu, Iron Kingdoms, New World, New World of Darkness, and Pendragon. Uh, first, I'd like to talk about the, uh, the first RPG I'd ever played a uh, quick start or uh, introductory scenario in, and um, that would be the Call of Cthulhu, The Haunting. Um, really fantastic... Um, scenario, one that actually tends to break the mold in terms of my usual complaints with uh, with the role-playing concern, in that uh, it leaves quite a bit open for player interpretation. Um, the introduction is set up so that, you know, your characters are um, given choice whether to, you know, do standard investigation or work you know, directly towards uh, the goal of investigating the Corbett House. Um, so the, uh, the clip I'm going to play is going to show uh, players after they've recently entered the Corbett House and doing some minor investigation, and um, the clip that is, being, is going to be played uh, was recorded in a time-constraint session where we had two hours to complete a scenario on 
uh, live radio. So um, obviously the players are going to be moving through this a lot swifter than they would be if it were just sort of the normal tabletop setting. Um, but at the same time, they managed to inject a lot of their own personal flavor into the game, which is sort of a, uh, a staple of you know the Call of Cthulhu system. And I love that in that game, it doesn't really necessarily rely too much on actual dice rolls, uh, regardless if it's an introductory scenario or not, because the system is very easy to explain to new players. Uh, the dice mechanics, essentially D100 is going to be 99% of your rolls, is going to be uh, super easy for players to understand. And really the only thing that happens after they understand you know, what they're rolling for, what they're aiming for is when they're rolling... Uh, is basically just finding, you know, the proper values on their character sheets to focus on and, you know, just working from there. So, um, yeah, with The Haunting, obviously it's standard haunted house type of situation. Uh, Players are called in to investigate haunted house. Uh, They find horrible things inside. Um, Good examples of game mechanics that happen inside of it. Uh, You know, you have players making investigative roles. You have players making intuitive roles. You have players following breadcrumbs that are left behind by a GM, um, whether through uh, scenario or through setting uh, flavor, uh, you know, just noises, sounds, descriptors. And um, chances are your players, if they've uh, if they've reached the significant buy-in that you uh, that you would like them to, and usually players playing Call of Cthulhu are already willing to uh, invest that sort of buy-in into your game, are really willing uh, to really go with you in this, and they will follow that lead and just sort of have fun with it, and that's kind of what happens here. So uh, yeah, this is a 2009 game actually, one of the first Call of Cthulhu's I've actually GM'd. And it was on the air, and it was fantastic. The players on it are um, my good friends uh, Scott White and Stephen Bohannon, and an older friend, uh, <laughs> Amanda. So, um, yeah, uh, here it is. Please enjoy. Open it. Okay, the key gives you little problems, but uh, it's just a little little rust, nothing, nothing serious. And the door opens. Uh, is everyone joining you now? Allison. I motion. Come on, guys. What do you see? I look in there. And what do I see? What you do see is a dark hallway running pretty much the length of the house. Uh, On your left are three doorways. You might be able to view it here. There are three doorways at evenly spaced. On the right, there are three doorways. Uh, One is quite close to you, another is further down the hall, and then at the very end of the hall on the right is another door that is slightly ajar. Across from that door, there seems to be a staircase going up. Do I notice any uh, symbols on the door or anything? Uh, you notice some uh, just dust, some cobwebs. Nothing too excessive since this house was recently occupied, but it doesn't seem like uh, the previous tenant focused too much on cleaning. Can I do a spot hidden check for any traps? Uh, absolutely. Located might be in the, in the hallway as I'm walking through it. Thirty-four. That's I succeeded. Uh, you don't see any hidden traps. All right. Looks clear, guys. Let's uh, let's head in here and uh, let's, let's 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 make it quick. All right. I'll light the lamp and I'll stay in the rear. All right. Do we have two lamps? Do you have another lamp on you? You have one. All right. I, the other. I do. I do. I do. All right. I'm gonna light this lamp as well, and we're gonna stay in the front, I guess. I guess that that means you're in your middle, <laughs> huh, Linda? Yep. Uh, all right. <laughs> okay. As you light the lamp, you notice that 
The room does brighten up a bit, but beyond the, the, reach, the reach of the lamp, it seems that the ambient light doesn't pass very far. And uh, beyond it, it gets possibly even darker. You're not sure if it's because of corruption to your night vision or something um, more sinister. I have a bad feeling about this. My intuition never leads me wrong. Indeed, that is what led you to me. This may be our chance to prove some paranormal existence. It also led you to me, Linda. (laughs) That's true. Take that for grain of salt. This... um, I mean, this this fits the typical description of a spooky house, doesn't it, guys? I mean, this is a little bit unnerving here. It does I mean, feel odd. Um, yeah, a little bit upset. Your wits about you. Um, uh, okay. Um, um, pardon me for a minute, and I take a little box out of my pocket. <laughs> All right. Okay. 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 All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready. All right, um, it's a hallway, hallway. Um, any doors in the hallway you can go into? Yeah. How about that door? How about that door? The one that's closest to us, on the right. Okay, all right. Are you opening that door? Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Let me open that door up. You open that door and you see the living room, or what appears to be the living room. It contains conventional furnishings such as a radio, a couch, stuffed chairs, and shelves laden with jugas. They seem to be usual trinkets that someone might accrue over a lifetime of collecting trinkets. Some miniatures, uh, paintings, small figurines. Uh, would you uh, like to make an idea roll? Anyone in the room can. I'll make an idea roll. Yeah. Um, that looks like a success. Yeah. I have no ideas, Kurt. Well, I think the, uh, the drugs might uh, actually I'm thinking. Be Making it a bit more uh, absurd. Oh, mother cocaine. Since you uh, seem to notice an unusual quantity of crosses on the walls. some uh, A lot of the pictures are actually images of the Virgin and many other Catholic artifacts. Ah. Uh, ooh. And, uh, uh, interesting. So, uh, this was this was probably a prayer room, guys, for some, for some Catholic. Well, you know, they were Italian, right? So... Imagine this may be a shrine or something, or uh, I don't know. What do you think, guys? Uh, would anyone like to do a psychology roll on uh, the existence of a multitude of crosses in this room? No. I succeeded that roll. Uh, you actually kind of assume that these crosses were sort of trying to um, assuade the yeah. uh, whatever oh, yeah. evil presence was in the house. They thought that maybe imbuing the room with lots of holy artifacts might actually make things a little easier on them. Do any of the artifacts look extremely old? Are any of them in Latin? Um, none of them seem extremely old. There's a lot of, um, you know, classic Latin phrases. Greek? Of, no Greek. All Latin? All Latin. They seem familiar, but I cannot discern them. So, so okay, um... We're just seeing all these artifacts here, right? I mean, there's no, like... Maybe there's, like, a compartment somewhere that maybe leads to another room or something. Or, um, Give me a spot check. Uh, I, I think I might have spotted something if something is there. Um, you don't actually spot something, but give me a... Uh, wait, what was your spot? 
Actually, there is one thing that you do sense. It's not a vision. It's actually a smell. A delicious aroma is emanating from the next room over, what appears to be the dining room. You find yourself actually quite hungry. Um, can I can I take one of these crosses to make me feel a little bit more secure, just in case? I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm Jewish and all, but I. Uh, You're feeling a little cloudy, you know, but I think uh, make a quick power roll. Am I, am I am I taking on if I just to be sure? You know, okay. Well, eighty-seven. You uh, stumble a little bit towards the crosses, but about halfway there, you sort of forget what you uh, were looking for, and you make your way into the dining room. Okay. Ellison, there are many gods in this world. The f- likelihood of the Christian god being the right one is um, not very. I, I don't put much stock in any religion. I mean, where are you going? Uh, well, th- um, you guys don't smell that. Smell what? smells delicious. It's coming from this room over here. I, I mean, it smells like ah, it smells like bread my mother used to make or, you know, I mean I don't even know what it smells like. It's something beyond everything I, I smell. You guys don't smell it? So as Esau makes his way into the dining room, what are you two going to do? We look at each other. What do, you, do you smell anything? I don't smell anything. Let's follow him. You see him disappear into the, uh, the dining room as you two are discussing what he's doing. Gosh. And, uh, when you round the corner, you see him seated at a large dining table. Uh, plates have been left uh, all around it. Seems like someone just left, like, right in the middle of a meal, actually. There's a uh, built-in sideboard, seven chairs, and three places are set and unused. Um, you see, however, you see a large kettle that uh, he seems to be helping himself from and pouring it into a bowl. What are you doing, man? Famished. Uh- I, I'm starving. I want to eat something. That could be poison. What? what? It's, I want to be poison. Could it be smells so old. good. It smells delicious. Is it warm? No. Uh, you guys I might want know. to do a uh, spot check on the uh, on what he's trying to eat right now. Uh, Esau, refrain from your spot. Okay. I, I can't see. Oh, it looks so good. I mean, this is like um, you know, like better than my mother's borscht. Yeah, I guess. She sees it. Um, miss. Miss LeMay, you notice that the uh, the soup is actually uh, a rice soup, and it appears to have been cooked about four weeks ago. It's rotten and crawling with maggots. Can't you see those maggots in there? Don't eat that. That's I disgusting. I don't see any maggots. So do don't a, touch it. Do a psychoanalysis check or like a... Um, you might want to make another power roll. You guys might yes. want to be able to assist him. Oh, this looks delicious, guys. It looks totally delicious. Uh, 45 was like what I got. Anyone assisting him? With yeah. a... Uh, power roll. Uh, it looks delicious. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take a little bit. Okay. Uh, times five. Well. Wow. Okay. So um. Yeah. Oh man. You guys want some? There's plenty. There's plenty here from everybody. Ben, there's, step there's, away. There's enough bowls. Ellison, step away. What? Linda, you uh. Shake it off. You slap him across the face, and it seems to almost startle him out of uh, what he sees. He's got a mouthful of it right now. Oh. And when he uh, when he stares down, oh. Oh. he seems to vomit it out. Oh. 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 Get that on my dress. Oh. This dress is made out of silk. Oh. Oh. How can you let me eat that stuff, you guys? We tried. I tried oh. to tell you. Oh. He saw oh. I, I start I start like licking my shit like get all this stuff off. Esau, I need you to make a sanity roll. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Uh huh. Thirty-five. What's your sanity? I'm at thirty. Oh, that's a that's fail. You uh, <laughs> roll a one d four. So it begins. <laughs> Lose three sanity from go. almost eating rotten soup. Oh, 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 guys, what are we doing here? What? Are, oh, come on, we. This is too much. Keep I mean, your come on. About you. This is oh. Honestly, Esau. Oh. Uh, we cannot give uh, in to temptations here. We're obviously being manipulated. Temptations? I don't even know what I was doing. Yeah. I. Know. How could I be te tempted in, when I'm not even aware of what I'm doing? Get a There's something yourself, going on man. here, okay? Oh, this is like when I was 16 and hanging out. Now stay in New York. Oh my god, okay. While you're discussing right. this, you all hear a loud thumping coming from upstairs. What's that? Is it directly above us? Oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Oh it is directly above you. Search the ceiling. Is there anything? Do a spot hidden. You see a ceiling. <laughs> and it appears to be as dusty as the rest of the ceiling. Alright, okay. Okay, um... Uh, you, okay, how about you guys go? You, you want to take lead now? You want to take lead? Me? I'm the professor. Oh, let me go. I'll go first. Uh, uh, darling, if you want to go, feel free. I have a handgun. Feel free. I don't know, so do Who I. Who needs a cross? So do I, but, you know, I can't shoot soup, so <laughs> didn't really help me out. Oh, my goodness. So Linda's Mr. making May, her way upstairs. right behind you. Listen, listen, Linda. We're going to find out what this noise is. Linda, listen, listen. Um... I want you to take my switchblade, okay? I don't need your switchblade. No, no, I'm not saying it. It's just because uh, when some stuff like this happens, I tend to lose myself. And I don't... I tend to like to use knives when I lose myself. So I kind of want you to take it, okay? So I don't do anything crazy. You want me to take crazy. your switchblade switch so you don't hurt yourself? Y yes. Okay. Y you know about... <laughs> yeah, right, keep okay. keep it right here in a safe spot so, in my chest. Okay, well, <laughs> if you can get it quickly from there, it, could, it might be valuable, okay? So just take my switchblade, okay? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, okay, thank you. You all notice Miss LeMay slip a switchblade down the front of her shirt. Or her dress. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Making your way up the stairs... You arrive on the second floor. Immediately to your left is a door that is slightly ajar, but it's not... It doesn't seem to be the door where the noise is coming from. It's a little bit louder now. And it appears to be coming from the first door to your left that is not the one immediately next to you. Who's there? Is there anybody in there? I could have to catch my breath. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Um... I guess we should open the door, guys. I don't want to. Do you want to? Yes, and so I kick it in. You kick in the door? Yes. The door opens out. Ah. Oh. Well, I kick it in. <laughs> I'm going to need you to make a uh, strength uh, post roll. Yeah. 11. You succeed in actually kicking the door in. You're, you are all surprised as this... Young, lithe, Miss LeMay. somewhat wow. reserved some legs on you, don't you, Linda? <laughs> woman kicks in a door that things. appears to be solid <laughs> wood. There's um, nothing in here. Inside the room, you uh, after entering, I'm assuming, you uh, you see a bed frame, no mattress, bare bed springs, and a dresser. Uh, the room looks to be completely unused, as if uh, no one's actually been in here in a while, but there is seems to be a terrible smell. 
the second that you step in, um, the pounding stops, but your your nostrils are assailed by this very rank, almost body odor type stench. Stench. That's not so bad. Someone died here. Hold on a second, guys, and I take out my box again. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Where are we? Uh, Oh. Oh, yeah, that is also good. Terrible. Wait a minute, okay, okay. Alright, I shine a light in here. You shine a light inside? Yeah. What's going on in here? What's going uh, on? Yeah. yeah. The room seems to be empty, but um, the the smell is almost horrible now, and uh, uh, everyone make a spot hidden. Where's that smell coming from? If there's anything to spot, I, I spotted it. Um, Professor, you notice that uh, the smell seems to be coming very specifically from where the mattress would have been on the bare bed. The smell is not coming from the springs, but actually in the space that a mattress was. Sort of a disembodied stench. And at the same time, as you approach it, you feel a slight drip on your shoulder. Oh, what's that? All right, so as you can see from the uh, from that Call of Cthulhu uh, actual play... Uh, the players really uh, grew invested in their characters. They took on accents. They um, they really moved forward with the uh, with the plot, which is obviously a very useful ability in uh, in time constraint uh, situations. Uh, this next game that uh, we're going to be looking at is a New World of Darkness, um, one that I ran, I believe it was last year, uh, for a group of players. I actually ended up running the same scenario twice for two different groups of players. Uh, one for my local group, and then one for the uh, esoteric order of role players for our uh, for our World of Darkness examination. Um, now, the the World of Darkness, I did have a few complaints about, uh, namely that the uh, the editing for for the scenario itself was somewhat slipshod, and that uh, there were some continuity errors that needed to be addressed before actually presenting it to players who, um, you know, might. Most players tend to know what they're doing, and most players tend to be able to uh, pick up on, or most players are able to pick up on inconsistencies uh, that GMs present them. And you know, having a uh, scenario that either actively contradicts itself or leaves gaping plot holes um, tends to disorient you to the point where you either need to make stuff up on the fly, which obviously can create more inconsistencies and plot holes. Or you basically need to, you know, do the work yourself beforehand and, you know, create the the logic behind those inconsistencies and hope that no one really catches on or or makes too much uh, noise when you try to gloss over it. Um, However, uh, now uh, New World World of Darkness is a significantly uh, more crunchy uh, mechanic-style game. Uh, obviously, nothing compared to what we're going to be getting into later, but um, obviously, it, it starts introducing not more types of dice rolls, but um, or not more types of dice rather. It actually is a simplified dice system of d10s, but it really increases the uh, the complexity of the dice rolls when you uh, when you're combining skills and attributes, or attributes and attributes, or uh, a variety of other uh, other statistics that are derived from skills and attributes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and even the, uh, the uh, confirmation system is a, little, um, is a little confusing for first-time players, knowing that the uh, uh, 8, 9, and 10 are successes, and then the 10 again rule, and trying to remember that, and focusing on com- you know, continuing and completing with that, is just a, you know, it's, it's not a terrible system, and I've had a lot of fun running uh, World of Darkness. 
um, it was just that in this introductory scenario, it's uh, it's a little harder on players to have to reconcile the uh, the complicated dice mechanic system with attempting to you know role play pretty detailed characters uh, in a you know conceivably um, not realistic or probable, but a just a standardized uh, you know scary situation. So it's it's good that uh, players made the effort in uh, creating accents and you know role playing personalities. And really focusing on trying to uh, bring their characters to life, which is always a which is always a positive beat. Uh, now, the comparison between uh, Nightmare at Hill Manor, which is the New World of Darkness scenario, and The Haunting, which is the Call of Cthulhu scenario, is that the New World of Darkness scenario is very, very railroaded. Uh, players are restricted to um, not just one building, but a few different floors on one building, and a lot of the situations that occur there are based off of random dice rolls or um, situations that the GM deems appropriate to bring in these scenarios, which uh, can create some confusion for a GM trying to juggle everything along with players, along with a new system, um, because there's a lot of things that in there that sort of, um, in the uh, scenario materials, that really require you to place uh, certain scenarios that uh, occur during the game in order to uh, create s- uh, adequate payoff in the end for uh, for the players and sort of give them that aha moment at the end when they you know triumph over their their adversary so it's um just some some of that created uh, some tension for me while at the same time um having players that are usually uh very adverse to uh, to railroads being sort of forced into this railroady situation kind of um it brings out a lot of that uh a lot of that player ingenuity that tends to uh, you know, throw you off course, but at the same time, um, if it takes them long enough to come to that uh, standard player ingenuity, it can, you know, after it's there's a significant significant difference between a player finding a shortcut in the first twenty minutes between a player sort of following all of your leads, missing some of those crucial uh, plot devices, but then still coming up with their own shortcut that would have circumvented, you know, a few hours of your game had they come up with it earlier, but if they were good sports and decided to follow what you left and what the scenario left, then it still, you know, creates that same tension, it creates that same situation where you've all had, you know, a good long-lasting game where there's been, you know, there's been jumps, there's been scares, there's been good dice rolling, there's been good role-playing, there's been good conflict, there's, yeah, so it's, um, so a lot of that also comes from just uh, having, you know, players that under- also understand pacing as well as you do, um, which is, you know, might not be the situation that you find yourself in when you're running a first-time scenario. You may be playing it with absolute first-time, you know, RPGers. So, um, yeah, it's really kind of a gauge of uh, how well your players sort of follow in- fall into a scenario that you just sort of present in front of them. And um, yeah, it also addresses one of the main concerns that I have with these uh, with these games is that you know the railroadiness, while obviously necessary to introduce those mechanics to players, um, can sort of make them feel backed into a corner where they sort of want to lash out against the game and against the mechanics and against you personally as the GM because you're sort of the authority figure there and you you're kind of there to corral them into the plot, into the mechanics themselves. And sometimes they just don't really want to. So I was very, uh, I was very appreciative of this, uh, of this group when, uh, when they were, you know, confronted with, you know, solid walls and, you know, singular objectives, uh, that they didn't, uh, they didn't rail against them too much, that they, uh, that they kind of went with it and they enjoyed the scares 
and it was it ended up being a really satisfactory game. So where we're going to be jumping in is um, actually probably where uh, some of these uh, one of these roadblocks come into play, and uh, there will be some uh, introductions of the uh, of those uh, you know cookie cutter scenarios inside the uh, inside the module itself, and uh, you'll be able to see how players handle them and how they move forward from them, and it should be uh, pretty uh, educational. So uh, enjoy. There is. Uh, there's a window in the um, in the rec room you guys are playing in. I'm not opening the window. I'm not opening it. I'm going to just look out. <laughs> so yes, it's it's pitch black outside, and occasionally something white will sort of tack against the window. And it's kind of hard to tell because the window apparently seems to have been smeared in a dark color that you can't really make out too well. This does not work well. Well, I told you. Okay. Yes, make me a willpower check. <coughs> Good idea. Is Janice there, or is it just Gigi? Uh Janice is also <laughs> sort of there, but she's kind of out it's of like it. It's like watching puppies she's... waiting for for cookies or something. Right. Waiting uh... for someone to come home when they hear the car pull up. It seems Here. like Janice is still trying to reconcile why the elevator won't work. Okay, I'm expecting still... Tails the wagon any moment here. Right. Okay, so will, rolling willpower... Um, I've got my highest is an eight. Okay, so you, have, you have one success. So yeah, it's it's also startling for you, maybe a little bit more uh, oh. because of uh, so certain I aspects of your job. Haven't seen so much blood before in one place in America. Um, more or less. <laughs> so um, yeah, you you kind of also get. Evers? A little bit of the picture. Um, where are the others? I don't know. I thought they were here. Thought they went down the down's elevator with you. Uh, maybe they went further. They took the I stairs. Yeah, the I, stairs. I was the only one who took the elevator. Oh. Yeah, it's probably best to avoid a broken elevator. <laughs> this is the one that works. <laughs> Usually. Mm. Yeah. The the freight elevator works fine. You have sort of. blood on the your face. Have we seen any um, sign of anybody else? Uh, well. Oh, God. I don't like to, it when Dave smiles like that. Getting back <laughs> to the does. two gentlemen on the fifth floor, you open the door to room 506. Mm. Um, inside, it appears that all the lights have been smashed out. Ooh. I like smashed out. Yeah. And you, um... However, through the uh, through the dimness, you can see a person slumped onto the floor with their back to a uh, what would be in any of your apartments. Uh, their back would be to the bedroom door, which mm-hmm. is closed. Mike, do you have a flashlight on you? I'm going to be running straight to the person yeah. to see if I can help them. Okay, I'm going to hang back a little bit. Okay. I want to look around the room, see man, what kind of furniture there are. I mean, anything that if something... I don't know, jumps out of one of the other rooms and all I have... I'm looking looking for a bat-like object that I can grab if necessary. Okay. Um, Yeah. Oh, like a baseball bat. Yeah, preferably. (laughs) (laughs) Flappy bat. (laughs) Baseball bat. I'm like, God, stop metagaming, Chuck. Jeez. (laughs) Well, Susan, what would you say the equivalent of a luck roll would be? Mm. 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 Chair leg, arm, and all. Table leg. <laughs> oh, well, there are tables. I'd say maybe resources plus. Wits. Yeah. 
Alright, what's plus resources? And do I even have resources on here? It would be a merit. It's a merit if you got it. Alright, so I know that. Limited merits, but I have less than just wits. Okay. Oh, I got a six, a five, and a Nine. Nine. Okay. So the nine's a success. Yes. Indeed. So yes, you uh, you don't have to find a standard baseball bat. You find a cricket bat. <laughs> that works. Yes. <clears throat> it actually works even better. It's got an edge. <laughs> a bigger point. Harder, harder to miss it. Okay, so I grab the, the cricket bat. I'm mean, like, so yeah, I'm like, I'm going to grab this and I'll give it back to him if we don't need it. <laughs> okay. And I'm down there checking his vitals and All seeing right. what I can do. So yeah, it appears that he's uh, suffered multiple lacerations. Um, contusions using medical jargon and uh, appears to have been bitten multiple times. By what? Uh, you can't really tell in this light. Does he have a pulse? Yes. Let's pull him out in a I'm going to grab him by the back collar. Oh, actually, I'll scoop under his arms and drag him straight out into the hallway. Alright, scooping under his arms. So, face to face. Oh, that's right. He's, He's leaning back. On his back. Against the door. Actually, then I'll grab him, spin him around, scoop under his arms, and drag him out that way. All right, as you're it. grabbing him, he appears to sort of revive a little bit, and he begins grabbing at you. So. Right. Don't, you love, don't you love that test and all? I mean, I remember doing that in lifeguard training. Indeed. So what is your initiative? Hit him. I mean... 900. No. <clears throat> it's under... Yeah, the bottom right. Bottom, okay. Five. Five. Okay, so roll 1d10 and add five. <laughs> oh. mm. How's the status of their delivery? It's been scanned at the Burger King processing facility. <laughs> All right. You're a burger. <coughs> so d10 plus five? Roll 1d10 and add five. That's a An 11 nine. on the edge. Wow. Yep. I rolled an eight straight up. So, um, yeah, you get an 11, I get a 13. And as you, <coughs> as you sort of pick him up, he's, he lets out kind of an animalistic snarl oh, and fucked. tries to grab onto you and rip out your face. Can I try hitting him? Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you're kind of standing guard a little bit further down. So he's going to get an attack off first. So. <coughs> you guys right. making any noise or... Yeah, can we hear any of this? I mean, mind you, there are two doors. We're on the fourth, 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 fifth floor. Yeah, we're on seven. Scream right now. So, guys, it's not so bad. Noise. It happens. So, Russell, what is your defense? Uh, Two. All right, minus two. Foxtrot. Okay, he uh, he is ineffectual in his attempts to. uh, to climb in the face, probably because of the uh, the angle at which he's trying to get at you. But now it's your turn. What do you do? Drop and run. <laughs> Shove him backwards against the wall and back off. I yell over. Thomas. 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 Or, or Boo. Thomas. He's attacking me. Help! All right. And, what's and I back off to. All right. What's your strength? Um. Three. Okay. We got three dice of strength. So you roll an extra die because you got a little bit of a push on him, and he's going to roll his straight strength. Okay. To see if you can push him away from you. Okay. Um, that's a nine there. One yeah. success. I got two successes, so he clings on to you. Mm. Well. 
<laughs> All right. Um, so at this point in time, uh, Thomas, you can kind of recognize what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so the two are <coughs> grappling, and in the dark, it's sort of kind of difficult to tell who's who. Yeah. So what do you do? I'm going to uh, swing at their legs to take them both down. Okay. Well, now were were you dragging him yeah. upright or were you kneeling? What was your position? They're kind of. Uh, he was sort of half picking the guy up to turn him around. First of all, you say, you say you know, <laughs> Michael, where are, which one are you? Yell. Okay. He's the one with his back to the wall. I'm I, I'm trying to pick him up and move him. I'm the one okay. with my back to the room. Okay. It would still be obvious. All right, he okay. would still be closer to Okay, him. so I'm going to whack the guy in the head with the cricket bat. All right, you're going to have to get past him. Yeah. So uh, you'll take... Uh, so you're going to roll your uh, your strength plus whatever weaponry you might have. Uh, Do you have any weaponry? No, just the cricket bat. But I don't have anything specific that's a weaponry. Okay. I have so. kung fu. I know kung fu. Mm. Kung fu does not help you, yeah. interestingly enough, with cricket bats. Yeah. Uh, but he so does have brawl. I have brawl, I do. Brawl is for fist fighting. Oh, Dude, true. I know kung fu. <laughs> All right, so since you're using <laughs> you're using something that is somewhat unfamiliar to you, yeah. um, but still kind of like a baseball bat, I won't I won't give you any penalties to the roll. Oh, okay. So, so which roll? What am I rolling? Just at? strength. Just strength. Okay, so it's two. Okay, got a six and a ten. All right, so re-roll the ten to see if you get another success. And I got another, uh, that's a nine. Okay, so that's two successes. All right, and you're going past him swinging at the guy. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Sure we're not playing Cthulhu here? I know, right? That's just like, uh... Right? There's like almost instantaneous death and destruction going on in Abyss. It is World of Darkness. We're playing Mortals. Which is good. It's my favorite way to play World of Darkness. Well, I figured out what I can't play in Volcavian anymore, so I might as well play Immortal. <laughs> yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, you uh, you club him pretty well for two points of bludgeoning damage. But he uh, seems like he's able to shake it off pretty well. Um, so I'll need you to roll your uh, uh, initiative. One d10 plus your initiative. Okay. All right. And uh, so, yeah, uh, you can see that uh, in that situation, uh, the players really, uh, really stepped up their games and uh, focused mainly on uh, on role playing their characters accurately, while uh, you know still trying to wheedle out as much uh, bonuses from their uh, from their respective skills as possible. So you could sort of tell in the situation you're you were dealing with more experienced role players rather than uh, newbies to the system entirely. Though I believe that we did have one. Uh, person who is entirely, not entirely new to role-playing, but semi-fairly new, and definitely new to a world of darkness. So it's uh, kind of good to see people, you know, just making the effort in order to uh, really pull into that system and try their best. Yeah, uh, so uh, this next um, this next clip is uh, one I pulled from the Esoteric Order of Role Players, who I am a part of, along with David Larkins and a group of other players. Uh, we have... Um, God, been running in a Pendragon campaign for, uh, I think, more than a year now? Uh, if not more than a year, at least almost a year. And uh, so this is from the first session that we played that game. Um, the Pendragon has a great uh, system for uh, for first scenario and character creation, where you sort of take everyone through together and, uh, you know, go through your family's history for a while. Uh, but it 
comes into uh, into the game where your players are squired to existing knights and you're sent off on your, your own sort of specific journey. But um, it sort of frames that uh, con- or it frames that you know gameplay in sort of a, a timeline of various contests where you're introduced to you know the skill systems, you're introduced to the passion systems, you're introduced to the crit systems, and everything's really kind of uh, progression into what you'll actually be doing in the game. So it it gives you that sort of uh, it gives you that template like right when you start off that you you know you begin your game uh, at your uh, at your home manor. Uh, you you know you work on uh, you you know basically you're doing your training uh, in this situation with the with the first scenario obviously you're uh, you're actually sort of showing the training through you know role playing and making dice rolls but uh, in future games you're the the introductory to your uh, to your manner itself is is basically just what is encompassed by your winner phase however um, essentially after that the template you know becomes you know you are uh, you're given a quest by your liege lord. Uh, generally, and um, and yeah, you, you basically just go out into the wilderness and <clears throat> and enact it out. You uh, you use player ingenuity to figure things out. Uh, you know, you you take clues given by the GM. You decide whether or not to use them, and um, you know, you kind of create your own stories, which is which is kind of interesting and sort of uh, sort of uh, almost unique to the uh, to the Pendragon system in that uh, in that you can sort of go out and. Uh, sort of look to create a certain type of story and you know just from just from situations that are happening out in the world and where you you know find yourself you can create entirely different stories so in this one uh, the players are sent out to uh, to go you know hunt a man-eating bear uh, by their uh, by their liege lord and um, end up uh, well they end up on a fantastic hunt and they become sort of local celebrities at a uh, at a small village um, but it's it's really a great example of um, very experienced role players uh, encountering a system that they have some familiarity with. Um, I believe maybe two or three of the players, or probably two of the players, had uh, maybe one or two sessions with the uh, with the game before. I'd uh, I'd been going through a uh, I'd gone through a longer campaign with uh, Desiree as the uh, as the um, the GM before that so i was more familiar with the system than some of the other players but um you know at the same time everyone really uh, everyone really jumped into their roles really well uh everyone was really excited about the new uh about the new system about the new type of gaming uh, especially after playing uh our previous uh setting which was uh, deadlands which was uh, also very awesome but at the same time uh you know just a, a different a completely different flavor than the uh, than the pen dragon game so um yeah here we are uh, just sort of giving our all as these uh, as these squires who are uh, who are really eager to prove themselves to be uh, to be knights and just some really uh, just some really great role playing in here so uh, enjoy um you know it's a uh, it's a pleasant spring afternoon and uh, you're within sight of the castle, within its halls. Uh, the Earl and his family are um, reposing with their court, uh, oh. but you are out here training. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing that a lad likes to have you train on are targets uh, for mounted um, lance combat, basically. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, uh, we'll just go around the table as you all take turns. Um, there's a, a small wooden plate attached to a post that you are trying to hit trying to hit with your spear. Come so. on, lads! Get it together! <laughs> you hit it with your spear or your lance? 
the uh, same thing. Same thing at this point. The price yeah. is good. The All price right. is right. As high as is close without going over. Exactly. And if you make it exactly, it's a critical. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I got a two, so I hit it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Not that great. Right. You uh, you hit it well and good enough. Yeah. All right. So, Sir Kinrain. Uh, right, so I, I mean, Kinrain. I think the uh, seven. Seven. Okay. I, I think your knight, your fellow knights are watching you just uh-huh. to see how you're doing. Oh, so, so Bar. They'll be there to cheer you Bar on. Bar and like, as they're standing around. Yeah, they're standing sure. around watching you guys. Well, making comments. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Cool. Um, so, yeah, seven. Uh, if that's under your lance, I mean your spear expertise, mm-hmm. then you're good to go. All right. Um, and Virgil? Ooh, I need it. Three. Three. Excellent. All right. Well done. Nope. Whiff it. Nineteen. <laughs> Wolfram <laughs> whiffs whiff it. All right. All right. So, like, so they've been, like, casting bets, and so Lycus is mad. He starts kicking the ground. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, you're going to pay for that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, the whippings don't even hurt. <laughs> Just imagining stripes of callus across your ass. Uh-huh. Exactly. All right. So, all right. Oop. I need to grab some graph paper oh. for next thing. So, so what are, what are the knights talking wow. about? Oh, uh, they're just talking amongst themselves about how shitty some of you are doing, how well some of you are doing. Uh, Sir Leo is very pleased, of course, as usual, and Sir Bar they're generally cheerful and and they want what's best for you. But like, mustache like that, he's pretty. Yeah, he's chill. <laughs> um, like it's is angry because they were casting bets. Right, you think? I don't think so. No, no, no. I don't think I'm being coddled. No, no, no. I just think he's generally good-natured. You might be being coddled. I'm I'm concerned about, about, you know, Sir Pace's future with, Uh you know, such a a light taskmaster. Uh Uh-oh. Like, the only thing he's slated for right now is, you know, is is background vocals. Uh Oh, Oh, man. Background vocals. Oh, no. Nice. All right. So, um... All right, so, um... Yes. Yeah, so at this point, um, wait, wait, wait. you know, you've been doing your drills, and um, oh. yeah. and um, so at this point, uh, a lad, you know, kind of calls you all together, mm-hmm. and uh, and says, "Well, <clears throat> that was uh, that was well done for the most part. Um, why don't we have a horse race?" Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Okay. So. Basically, what you're all going to do mm-hmm. is uh, note your uh, horse's movement. Oh, I didn't get this changed stats for my destrier. Exactly. So your destrier is actually uh, back at your manor. So yeah. you okay. just got your charger. Yeah, okay, so it'll just be my charger. Yeah. Okay. So your horse's movement is probably going to be the same for everybody, I imagine. Okay. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I looking at here? Yay. Okay. So everyone make a horsemanship roll. Oh, crit fail. Fumble. Oh. I got a 20. Likewise. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I make Actually, it. What is a horsemanship? Below or above? Uh, highest without going over. I went over by one. Oh. So you failed. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, God, this is bad. Again, I even have a high horsemanship that kind of... Likewise. Okay. So basically, basically, all you've, you've all uh, bring your horses around... Um, I'm not used to riding this charger. Well, you mount up, and, right. and it's just—it's one of those deals where the you know the horses are kind of um, getting on each other's nerves, and yeah. there, there's just yeah. like a lot of like rearing back, like whoa, boy, whoa, and just like circling around whatnot. Mm-hmm. Virgil's really the only one who kind of gets his horse. Going. I'm a little guy. I'm like yeah. a jockey. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little jockey size. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your size? 
Eight. Nice. Oh. So, so yeah, you're off. Yeah. You're off like a shot. Uh, Wolfram, you you get your horse under control and, and take off after Virgil. Meanwhile, uh, for, I get fucked off. Yeah, thrown yeah. for Kin, yeah. Kinrain and Pace get thrown. Yeah. All right. So um, so. <laughs> they just full. Just. Yeah, like oh, for God's sake. <laughs> All right, so Pace, gonna see what Pace takes four points of damage. All right, we'll, Kinrain only takes one. I guess we won't be seeing that. Okay. So let's see. All right, so let's see here. One, like, two, it's a oh, you don't have your current hit points either. What are oh current hit points? Hit points are on the top under right under stats. You can tally them up. Um, it should be oh. the very last line there. Size Same. plus con. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, size plus con. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's okay, I'm far away from being unconscious. So uh all right, so the there's a horse race between two of you, so another horsemanship roll, please. Bless you. What between who? The two of you. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I'm over by two. I do a handstand in the saddle. Apparently. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Did you make it exactly? Uh no. Oh, oh, you have to get close. What's your, going what's over your seven. seven? Okay, so you regular. Yeah, okay. regular. Oh, okay. So yeah, if you get it on the nose. If it's on the nose, then that's. that's then I'm doing the trick. You want to get on the nose? <laughs> yeah. You did. Right. Oh, okay. You'd like to, or below it. All right, on the nose. That's good. All right, well, yeah, Virgil is, is quickly outpacing uh, Wolfram. Yep. Okay, but. Because uh, he's a little guy. Yeah. So another, another roll, please. Okay. From both? both yeah, of you? both of you. Oh, no! Uh-oh. Seven. Seventeen. Oh, oh. All right, so, yeah. Wolfram Sorry. could catch up. <laughs> One, two, Uh-oh. Three, four, yeah, it's going to come down to oh, uh, this roll. It's going to come down to this roll. <gasps> All right. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Both, both roll. Woo! One. Oh, wow. Oh. Three. You both made it. Yeah. All right, so because Virgil had just a neck of distance, mm-hmm. Wolfram's like right up on your flank, mm-hmm. but then uh-huh. you you cross uh, the uh, by a nose the finish yeah. line, which <laughs> was yeah exactly <laughs> basically the finish line was um, was the drawbridge outside of the uh, castle. So right. you cross past that. They'd do the instant replay to get it. <laughs> We're just <laughs> waiting by the stables. Yep. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. just, you 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 both have led your horses back yeah. to the stables. Clean the butt off my. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, that takes you up to noon time, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah. So, um, so anyway. Um, All right. Um. So okay. So it uh, looks like uh, okay. So sorry, lad. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So um, walks out. really, the <laughs> <a> curmudgeon. <laughs> um. You really could have done better today. You really, really could have done much better today. I, I'm surprised that you certainly and Servar are excellent knights, and uh, I'm surprised at, at your performance. But you know what? Don't worry. You will get better with time. Look at me. I, uh, I started out. So he starts going into the speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So oh, I was once a little squire. So he was talking to you guys while um, basically you two are pu- bringing your horses okay. up. And he's like, ah, oh, these are the ones I want to see. <laughs> Great job. So he's patting you on the back and um, really excited. And um, yes, very good job to you two as well. 
<laughs> and I remember my first horse races when I so he starts yeah. going off on him. <laughs> I won many a horse race. I also lost some, but I also won many, many more. <laughs> um, that was very enjoyable for me. So anyway, so he just goes on like that. And so forth. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Um. um okay. Okay. So. Um. All right. So. Ah, oh, that said, horse races and that. Um, we have need for your talents. Will you take on a small task for the good of the county? Of course. Yes. Yes. It would be an honor. <laughs> <laughs> he eyes your delay. Like, what? All right. Just letting others speak first. All right. Oh, um, all right. I just want to make sure you're all on the same page with me. All right. Um, take a check in modest. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you? Well, why would they have questions? Oh, like what? What is it exactly? Oh yeah, so I have I have a task for you. What can we do for you? All right, thank you. That's exactly right. That would be it. Question. Okay, so um, (laughs) how high? Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. All right, so uh, how high? Oh, that's that's I like hearing that. Okay, the peasants have reported a man-eating bear. Also known as a Saxon. Ha ha ha. I mean, a man, a real bear, a real. Actually, it's very serious. It's a real bear. Uh, in the no west. Joking matter. No, no, no. Why are you laughing? Yeah. <laughs> um, in the West Acres. I've never heard of such a thing. It's probably a rabid dog. Even if it's a chipmunk, though, you must go and you must go and take care of it because they claim it is too dangerous for them to come and work the Lord's fields. They'll find any excuse. Mm. So oh! you need to uh, you need to get out there and, and hunt for this bear. Um, but before that, yes. <laughs> this is so awkward. No. But before that, I want another contest with you with you men. Um, I think you should have. You, a... you know from from experience, this is like he, this is how he chooses who's going to lead a particular mm. mission that he's going to set you on. Right, and this is his uh, favorite way to do yeah, it. Yeah, so this this is his favorite way to determine. And so um, at this point, your other um, you know your knights are coming up to see what's what is he talking about. I think you all should have a grappling match. No. So lads, strip off and let's get to it. <laughs> the blood drains from my. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just like someone come and bring us oil. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. yeah. So, 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 a slow mo oiling up scene. Oh, God. So, so my so and my slayer comes toss. up with the yeah. various uh, yeah exactly. with the various uh, little thing implements and yeah Greco Roman style. Let's go. Hello, Baldrick. So we're also naked. <laughs> yeah, Baldrick. Well, just you just strip down to your skivvy yeah, basically. Your skivvy. You know, your shimmy and your yeah. Well, your uh, whatever the little little bridges. Loincloth or britches, your yeah. choice. Everyone right. has different underwear. And of course, you're free, I, to, you're free to sit yeah. it out if you want. <laughs> yeah, so. you can sit it out. You can suddenly be distracted with the horses or whatever, but I, I expect totally at least in. two of you to grapple. I'm in it. Right? Yeah, yeah, grapple, it. grapple. Yeah, I'll Are you in it? There. You're out of it. Virgil? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not uh, feeling... Steal your nerves, Virgil. Steal them. Uh, you get to Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. I'm like looking up at everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You it's all right, lad. You won that horse race. Fair yeah. and square. So yes. you can um, I did. sit this out. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did win I that did. horse I race. <laughs> so Should I just I, point that out? <laughs> I won the horse race. So I will, um, uh, that's fine. You get a dispensation. But these three, I need to see, I have to test their metal. And, skins um, on skins. All right. Skins so skins. basically, who wants to who wants to pair off first? Yeah. I'll go. 
Okay. Can okay. rain versus pace. I'll take yeah. Okay. Versus, pace. versus pace. All right. Cool. Fight. All right. So what you're gonna do <laughs> is it's opposed dexterity rolls. You're each gonna roll. <laughs> we both have ten. <laughs> well matched opponents. Yeah. So you're, you're both gonna roll against your decks. If one of you wins, one of you fails, then the winner's obvious. Okay. If you both succeed, the high rolls the winner. Yes. And that goes... Ten! Three. Yeah! Oh! 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 That's a good one. slam you! So, you have two choices. Uh, You you can throw him to the ground for 1d6 damage, or you can simply pin him. I'll pin him. All right. right. We'll need him in a minute. I'm kind of hoping a body slam. Now, well, normally you get a a post strength roll to break free, but I'm going to say on a crit. crit. Yeah, Yeah, you just basically square off and then just immediately get him in a headlock. If you want a body slam, I've got plenty of hit points. <laughs> so yeah, you pretty Whatever much just immediately want. get him in a pin. Sure, just what? to you are? show off. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Since I, I failed so miserably on the horse, I'm going to oh. be showing off. All right. Sir Bars, Sir Bars, copy. Yeah, go, go, man, yeah, so go. So D6? D6, yeah. A one. Yeah, right. so yeah, you just throw him down. Oh, just you, to, you get a bloody just to nose. humiliate you. You hit your face on the ground. Come up with a little bit of blood. It's not the first time. Yeah. All right, so it's Wolfram versus Kinrain. All right. Okay, so Mr. Lightness comes up and I was like, you, be, you better oh, win this. Oh, we're failing. You better uh, win this. Versus Dex. Wow. Versus Dex. Got a 19. You better win this. 14. All right, you both fail. Both fail. My file failed. What's your Dex? 12. 12. 14. Yeah, so you both failed. Yeah, they're just walking around each other. All right, so roll again. Here we go. Another round. Let's go. 12. 13. Oh! <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So you're grappling, but you, you can't you can't get a, yeah. a purchase on each other. 19 again. 17. Oh! Oh my god. All right. We're just you so sweaty. You yeah. Yeah, your hands, 20. Are, hands are still four. Four. Uh, 20, four. Is a, 20 is a fumble and a four is a success. Yes. yes. So do you want to throw or pin? Pin. Okay. 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 So that's gonna give. So basically, uh, Kinrain, you slip on a patch of mud All right. and just go down, and Wolfram's right on top of you. He's got All you right. pinned. Yeah. So opposed strength rolls now. All so right. okay. D20 versus uh, strength. Mm-hmm. I got a two. Okay. Oh, 16. Uh-oh. All right. So you break the pin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to Dex rolls now. All right, so yeah, we uh, we left off in that Pendragon game uh, where the squires are about to be sent out. Essentially, the uh, the contest that they were engaging in were to determine who would be actually be leading the uh, the group in that uh, in that small quest. And uh, just you know, through the ways that it uh, it all turned out, we had a uh, we had a great time. Um, if you listen to the uh, if you listen to the actual play, you'll uh, you'll remember that we uh, we ended up uh, hunting a boar instead of a bear. And um, sort of got uh, turned around, and you know, uh, almost just headed home without actually hunting the bear itself, uh, which you know would have created its own sort of amusement uh, in itself, which is kind of hilarious. But you know, that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the fun randomness that uh, that happens in Pendragon itself, in, in Pendragon the game, where you uh, we just kind of go out and expect to in, you know engage in one type of quest, and you know sometimes you stumble upon another. There's you know always a chance that you could run into like the questing beast, or uh, you know some uh, some knight who's decided to guard a uh, a bridge and will only let people pass if they uh, if they defeat him in a joust. So you know things get really interesting as the uh, as the setting progresses and as the Great Pendragon campaign continues in its long, uh, its very long journey. But it's you know always entertaining and we tend to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, so yeah, this last actual play is the most recent uh, that has been recorded. Um, I actually finished recording this this past uh, Thursday. It was an introductory game. 
for a bunch of friends into the Iron Kingdom setting, which I've gushed about extensively before. Um, now, the thing to note about, uh, as I've mentioned before, about these uh, about these scenario introductions is that they are very focused on the game mechanics. And this was probably the most egregious example, I would consider, um, where it is super railroady. Um, the plot is you know, basically given to, your, given to you to spoon-feed to your players, and uh, every action uh, basically results in you following into another action. Uh, luckily with these players, uh, they've had, they had some ingenuity and were actually able to circumvent uh, at least one of the combat encounters that were pre-scripted in the game itself. Um, and uh, unfortunately, that won't be what the one I'm playing here because uh, I wanted to showcase, you know, what these are all about. Uh, so specifically, uh, just because it kind of uh, just because it kind of forces it down your throat so much, the Iron Kingdom's uh, scenario introduction is obviously all about getting, you know, your players invested and uh, not interested specifically, but just comfortable with the combat rules, which are many and varied, and you know, require charts and graphs and indexes. And, you know, that is you know, perfectly fine by me. I, I enjoy the Iron Kingdom setting immensely, and I really do enjoy the combat setting. Uh, it is, however, the system where combat lasts the longest. Uh, there will... It is this, you know, it's the situation similar to, uh, to D&D-style games where combat lasts multiple rounds. Um, each round is significantly... has the possibility to be significantly deadlier than others, and there are fewer options, and obviously players more familiar with the system would uh, would progress through the combat more swiftly, and a GM much more familiar with the system would obviously also progress through the combat more swiftly. So this is one of those situations where everyone was sort of, you know, even after a few games under our belts, we're still sort of trying to pick up on the on the mechanics and sort of dusting off our uh, our experience with them. Uh, so what you're about to get is, uh, you know, about ten minutes of just straight combat rolling where uh, you're going to be hearing strange uh, descriptors uh, such as Matt and Rat and, you know, P plus S. So uh, the uh, conceit behind the uh, Iron Kingdom's RPG uh, combat mechanics essentially are that your uh, your attacks are divided into uh, specific types of, uh, of skills, which uh, one of them is your Matt, uh, M-A-T, your me- melee attack uh, target or... I can't exactly remember what the uh, what the acronym is for. Essentially, it's your melee attack skill. Um, RAT is your ranged attack skill, um, and then your P plus S uh, or your um, or your POW is basically the uh, the overall power of your attack. And the mechanics in uh, in Iron Kingdoms are that you roll two d six and add basically add that to everything. If you boost a roll, you add another d six, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's a it's a very fun combat system, and um, you know, it's it's one of the more crunchy that will uh, that will be showcasing tonight. In fact, it's the most it's the crunchiest that will be showcasing tonight. So um, yeah, I hope you have enough to bear through with it. If not, uh, you know, don't feel too badly about it. It is it is utterly, possibly terribly boring to listen to. Um, you know, people just take hits and give hits and just sort of respond to it in time in the uh, in the recording. So I apologize for that in advance. Uh, in any case, uh, let's just get right into it. Uh, this is the Iron Kingdom's Fool's Rush In. Um, players have encountered pirates on a uh, on a derelict steamship and are struggling to uh, uh, reclaim a uh, stolen merchandise from a local alchemist. So uh, here they are beating up some pirates. Mine! He looks familiar, but you're not really able to determine exactly why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, 
seems to know who you are. And he says, Gardic, you slime. Oh man. Do I owe you money? <laughs> three goats! <laughs> I've got a line on three goats, man. Just give me, <laughs> give me 48 hours. <laughs> and your head. <laughs> and what would you say if I said you owed me seven goats? <laughs> I think it's going to come to blows, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was a good game, but I'm going to have to put you down. So be it. All right. He says. Nobody takes seven goats from Gardic. Nobody. Man, if I had seven goats, I wouldn't freaking be here. All right. <laughs> Let me eat lunch. And he charges you. Oh, really? Uh-oh, spaghetti He steps over a corpse. Yep. He has... In... Um... What's that word right there? In it? Initiative? Yes, on us. That sucks. And well, you know, you guys sort of ended your turn. Like, you know. Well what what's his initiative though? Below all of yours. Yeah. yeah. What is so, that? He's, uh, so he shows up at the end of the he's turn. He's coming in at the bottom yeah. of the initiative. Yeah. As he charges towards uh, towards Gardic, you see a figure behind him. Robed and cowled, and uh, the only person who's seen that figure before is uh, Milo. And what am I going to roll to try to remember? Oh, you don't have to roll anything. They were they were one of the ones behind the uh, the alchemist shop. Oh, okay. that you're going to start doing the yeah. Oh. I I got you. I should have rerolled yeah. that failed fatigue roll. That's not the. Okay, yeah, it's not the big. Are you able to re-roll failed fatigue rolls? I can re-roll a failed roll and that's a failed a, roll. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I didn't think I could, but this I, isn't the big that? one that I saw. Retroactively, no. What's up? This isn't the bigger one that I saw. That is the bigger one. Okay, so Dick. I recognize it. Okay. Yeah, Dick Dave. Hey, it says a Dick to you. How long? How many sessions of Iron Kingdoms have you played? I haven't. I've never played. I'm not Molly Collins. You. I know. I know. I've never played my fatigue that way. Uh huh. Why did you go fatigued? I'm getting attacked, guys. Because it was going to be fun. Indeed. Right. You're going to get full Just give me that experience, okay? Right. I'm a little anxious to see what right. happens. Right. Why, why did you go fatigue? Oh, man. Because I wanted to have a lot oh, more shit. fun. I wanted to burn you're myself. You're probably going to want to use I didn't if put I hit. the protection on this because I was going to kill a war. Shut up, dude. Um, I killed two what's dudes your, at uh, What's your D-E-F? Yeah, now we're going to have to be attacked by a big ogre. D-E-F yeah, is 11. And a okay. guy with grenades are all the shit. <laughs> and we're grouped. Of course you are. <laughs> so what is corrosion? He's got a bit. I'm assuming it reduces our like, capacity oh, kind of shit. Yeah, right, it reduces so that is probably damage over time. 13 versus your defense. Sheep. Is it damage okay. over time or is it reduce armor? That's more right. a question for Dave. I don't I know. I don't remember. Dave, what's corrosion. that? What's what up? Corrosion. Uh, corrosion is a damage over time. Uh, okay. Every round, at the beginning of the round, uh, you roll to see if the corrosion expires. If it doesn't, you take a D3 damage on one of your spikes. Okay. All right, Aiden. So it's damage over time. Guard it. Yes, guard it. Jesus. Um, you got charged by a uh, mighty weapons master. Yes, by a mighty weapons master. Great. Yeah. Yummy. So, 2D6, plus the charge. <laughs> oh, no. Plus the weapons master. Dave's an asshole. Plus another oh. die for plus plus mighty. Oh shit! Oh, oh. yeah. Two d six charge. The, thank master. God we had Don't our worry, mage cast a protection spell to up our armor. Don't worry, because you can take a feet point to do something. Heroic dodge. Heroic dodge. Where's that? Or you can eat it. 
Mm. Yeah, it's want... actually not too high. Uh, three, eight, ten, fourteen. Don't plus, kill her. Plus What's your ten. Armor? So that's twenty-four. Oh, oh, so that's nine yeah, points of damage that would go on to your two. So what you can do is you can use a heroic dodge. Okay, where's that? Take a feet point. Uh, spend a feet point. To oh, do a okay. Oh, totally. Heroic dodge, and that'll uh, that'll half the nine damage to four point five, which is five damage to your two. Wait, where's the five damage to my two? Where's what that? Are you looking for? Uh, so this one? No, yeah. your life spiral too. So okay. you would take one, two, three, four, and then five on or. And then, since the two is knocked out now, uh, you uh, you mark your th- one of your three. Yep. Okay. Um, that's marked, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm so confused by that. I don't. You can also take a feed point to walk it off to immediately gain some hit points. On your turn. Just walk yes. it off. Yeah. So I have to wait on my t- for my turn anyway? Is that an action? So that was it? I just got attacked, and that's it? That's all I do? Uh, well, it's it's not it's, your turn. Yeah, it's their turn. Yeah. So, so that guy gets to go. Yes. Then I get to go. Yeah. All right. All or right. Just <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so then his friend is going to move behind him. What's what is their speed? So this is more of a GM question. How fast are you going to say corrosion eats through metal? Uh, let's see. Uh, depending on... Like, I'm assuming the deck of this isn't too thick. Not too thick, but it is pretty thick because it uh, it can carry the weight of a warjack. So, you know, it depends on how soon it... Uh, like, if it continues to corrode for, like, five rounds, then yeah, it'll break through, but, uh, okay. yeah. All right, so... What did I say there? Speed-wise is... Come on, speed six. All right, Base to base, and everyone has disappeared. Yay! So you guys are the only ones who are gonna bear witness. Oh wait, here we go. Scott, did, bear witness. <laughs> did you have Susan's King Stations and Gods? Oh yeah, I totally found it like three weeks after she moved. Did you find my coup yet? No. Okay. But, um, I mean, if I haven't found it after moving, I'll unload all of my boxes, but all my games are going right there, so once oh, I... Sure. If I find it, it'll be there. That's totally hilarious, though, that you had her King's Nation and Gods. <laughs> I also... I was not 100% sure that I didn't have it, which is why I already bought her an extra copy, like, three weeks ago. Now you have it. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, good. Everyone's back. As, uh... As the Ogren's friend moves behind him, uh... The figure raises bare arms underneath the uh, robe that it is wearing and says, Rise, my minions. Ah, shit. And that's why you put the Ah, fuck. I hate zombies. Mm. Oh, right, it's the undead. I hate the undead. Yes, you do. How much do you hate the undead? So, yeah, obviously a lot of dice rolling in that one um, kind of makes it a little bit difficult to, uh, to really discuss the system because uh, really, like, you're not really getting much of the setting inside of the uh, inside of the joke about the goats, which isn't really part of the setting at all. In any case, um, yeah, it's really uh, that's really kind of the prime example of the system that uh, that basically gives you that introductory scenario solely as a way to uh, to sort of uh, push those. Uh, 
uh, push those uh, game mechanics into you. So um, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of the the rundown of uh, some of the different types of uh, of systems where uh, where you'll be introduced into uh, into your RPG. Um, Luckily, we've uh, we've showcased a few that uh, that actually uh, work out pretty well, um, that are atmospheric and are able to uh, you know uh, allow for player ingenuity, as well as those that basically give you a uh, a location to move to, and uh, just sort of say, uh, okay, go march. Um, <clears throat> obviously, uh, there's uh, there's a lot more. Uh, there are a lot more types of uh, of game systems and quick start rules out there. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had the uh, the luck to uh, experience too many of those. Uh, so these are kind of the ones that I would be talking about tonight. In any case, uh, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, tune in next time. Once again, my name is David Schiff, and this is Unabashed Gaming Episode Thirty Two. just as a reminder to our listeners, we here at Unabashed Gaming love to hear from you. Head over to www.unabashedgaming.blogspot.com and leave us a comment, or call our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin voicemail number 262-729-9774. We also have a SpeakPipe link on our blog page. You can leave us a message directly through your computer's microphone or headset. Comments, questions, topic ideas, whatever you want to share with us, all is welcome. We hope to hear from you soon. Thanks.